Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 1036. Well, we're getting along well into the month of January, and it's already beginning to happen. You see, many begin well. Many have a good start, but very few in our culture have stick to And quickly, people begin to fall off from gym memberships and from plans well laid, they go astray. The same thing is true in the spiritual world. We have a new beginning. God begins to work in our lives. And the next thing you know, the things that once crowded in, that we pushed aside for Jesus, for his word, for Bible study, after just two or three weeks, not even a month in, many have already gone by the wayside. That's the way it is. That's the way it is with the gospel. When Jesus told in the gospels about the four soils, you remember Out of the four things that could happen to the gospel when it was proclaimed and when the seed of God's word is sown, only one in four bore fruit. That's about 25%, of course. And that's the way it is in faithfulness as well. Do you remember how many, think about it, how many saw Jesus alive, according to 1 Corinthians 15, after his resurrection at one time? Well, after the Apostle Paul goes through the appearances of Jesus in his resurrected body, he says to summarize, above 500 people saw him alive at one time. That's right, 500 people saw him alive at one time. But yet, we only had 120 in the upper room when Pentecost came. They were told to wait in Jerusalem until the promise of the Spirit. Why were not over 500 there? It was about one-fifth then. You see, people always have good intentions. You and I have done the same thing. And many people stop for various reasons, and certainly in Bible study plans, that's true. Some start out with a plan, and they realize it's too much. They can't keep up the pace. Others don't like a podcast or a particular plan for reading through the Bible. Some last for a while through the books of Genesis and Exodus until you get to Exodus 25, and it seems like the miracles stop and we have to deal with worship and the nuts and bolts of worship and building worship centers. Because you see in chapter 25 of Exodus, that's when you really get into the nuts and bolts of worship. That is, they had to build the schematic that God had given Moses on Mount Sinai, and you always lose a few when you do that. Some make it through Exodus, and then they come to Leviticus, and all of the priestly codes and all of the offerings, that loses many, and all of a sudden those who said, I'm going to read all the way through the Bible, straight through the Bible, when it gets into the begots and the begottens of the book of Numbers, all of a sudden even the strongest go by the wayside. All I'm saying to you is, I understand But I want to encourage you to stay in the Word of God. Whether you listen to On the Way, whether you are doing the 365 Bible reading plan, 
where we read 365 chapters of the Bible throughout the year, you have those plans available. You can read through the Old Testament, read through the New Testament. You can read it chronologically. You can listen to devotions, and you can listen to stories, and you can listen to illustrations. But what I'm trying to do is teach you the Bible. And I'm talking about teach you more than just the surface. I want to teach you about the language. I want to teach you about the history. I want to teach you about the geography and the cultural context of the Word of God. Because the Bible is a Jewish book. It is written by Jews to Jews and primarily for Jews. Not everyone will accept that, and that's okay. I am bound to tell the truth of God's Word as I understand it and as He has revealed it in the Scriptures. And so today I want to talk to you about the Word of God itself and really about how to keep a hunger for the Word of God. And through the years, I have been somewhat faithful to some plans, but what I have done is just consistently read the Bible, consistently read the Bible and studied it day by day, day by day, some weeks, some months, more than others. I have missed whole days of not reading the Bible but not weeks. The reason is, is because I cannot do without God's Word. I simply cannot. He is my life. He's not a part of my life. He is my life. And I'm not saying that to boast. I'm just telling you that's the reality of it. I cannot go a day without Jesus. I cannot go a day without His Word, without feeling it. Even when I'm sick, I want to hear it. I want to sense it. I want someone to read me the Scriptures. I want to know something in my mind of God's Word because it is life. And you say, well, do you really believe that it's life? Well, it's truth. It's not just life. It's truth. And it shows us the way. You say, you're making it equal with Jesus. I'm doing no more than what Jesus did in John 17, 17. The Lord Jesus said himself, set them apart, sanctify them, talking about his disciples that were with him on his way to Gethsemane. Sanctify these by truth. Your word is truth. He's talking about the written word, what we call the Old Testament, the Tanakh, the law, the prophets, and the writings. But yet in John 14, just an hour or two earlier, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. You see, the Bible is the written truth. Jesus is the living truth. We would not know the living truth without the written truth. That's what the Bible itself teaches. I didn't make that up. That's not bibliolatry. That's just taking the plain sense of Scripture. But in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 22, after he has talked about how that we have been redeemed, not with silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, how do we know that? You and I were not there then. There's not someone who was alive then that is telling the story today in the flesh here. So how do we know about that? We know about it through the inspired record called the Bible, the Biblios. And so in verse 22, the Apostle Peter said of chapter 1, since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth, not just knowing it, not just reading it, not just knowledge, but living it out. You see, that's how we know the word of truth. That's how we're cleansed. Not Not by just telling God all the time what we've done wrong and what we won't do right, but by living it out. 
And so he said, since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. Now, think about this. The apostle John wrote 1 John, and one of the primary themes of it is that if you say you love God, but you don't love people, and especially those who are the household of faith, you don't want to be around the church, you don't want to be with God's people, you just want to pick and choose and do what you then the Bible says the love of God is not in you. I'm sorry, that's what it says. I'm not sorry that that's what it says. I'm sorry for you that you don't believe it. Because one of these days, you're going to have a rude awakening. You cannot love God and not love the people who are made in His image. Read First John. Just after this, after you listen to this sentence, just go read the whole book of First John. You're going to be shocked. Because it's not just talking about once upon a time loving, but it means loving continuously. It's in the present tense, loving continuously. So since you purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. This is what Peter says. And just a couple of chapters over, Peter says, love, agapao, agape, will cover a multitude of sins. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that God doesn't hold you to the same standards that you hold others? with your grudges and your critical spirit and so forth. God is so gracious, and he wants us to be toward one another. That's not excusing sin. That's loving people in spite of their sin. And look at verse 23, 1 Peter 1. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, through the word of God. Look at this. He's talking about the written word, which lives and abides forever. Because all flesh is as grass, all the glory of man is of the flower of the grass. The grass withers and its flower fades away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And that is not talking about just the spoken word. That's talking about the written word. That's what Isaiah was talking about, the prophetic word. It lives forever. And then a new paragraph starts, and he says, Now this is the word by which the gospel was preached unto you. And there's a chapter heading there. Disregard that. Therefore, laying aside all malice and deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby, if indeed you've tasted the Lord is gracious. Have you tasted the Lord is gracious? Has God been gracious to you? Then lay aside, just like you would throw down, put behind you, take off old clothes, lay aside all spite all lying and deceit and hypocrisy. Be genuine. Be authentic. You know, that's what the world is wanting to see, authenticity, real. Not plastic Christianity that's fake. Haven't we had enough fake and evil speaking? That's not in general. That's about each other. He said, when you do that, as newborn babes desire the sincere, pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby, if indeed you've tasted that the Lord is gracious. If God's been good to you, lay aside hypocrisy, spite toward others, envy toward others, evil speaking toward others, and then you will desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Stick to it. 
beloved brethren. Whether it's with this podcast or another, listen to the Word of God every day. Read the Word of God every day. Put aside the sin in your life that so easily besets you and allow God, allow God to create a hunger and a thirst like a newborn baby that will not be quiet until it has the milk of the Word. May God bless you on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at tonycrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at tonycrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.